welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited for today's episode. We have a return guest, my dear friend, David Lyon. David is one of my favorite, I'm not even going to call him human because he's not human, one of my favorite souls in the whole world. He was on episode 504, so I highly recommend going back and listening to that episode if you haven't listened yet because you'll really get to know more about his journey to getting to where he is now. David is a spiritual mentor. He's a clairvoyant. He's a hypnotist. He's a channel. He has over a decade's worth of experience in helping others overcome self-doubt, develop confidence in their intuitive gifts, and master their ability to create transformation in their clients' lives. David is all about magic, transformation. He lives that. He is truly one of the most expansive people I know and just really holds that miracle frequency and the freedom frequency. So I always love to just jam with David. We never know where where it's going to go. This is no different. You guys are going to love this episode. We talk about wealth consciousness. We talk about living freedom, speaking your truth when it's uncomfortable, boundary setting, all kinds of things. So we dive into a lot of fun stuff in this episode. You're going to love it. If you want to learn more from David, you can head to livingmagic.life. You can find him on Instagram at davidlion.love and on YouTube, David Lion. David is just one of those people who always puts a smile on my face. He always expands me and I always just leave every interaction with him feeling so good. And he's just one of my my closest friends and I'm so grateful for him. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this conversation and I know you are going to get a lot out of it. Before I jump into it, one reminder on my end, I have a few upcoming in-person experiences that I'm super excited about. The first is a retreat this month at the end of March, March 24th through the 25th, all about connecting with your soul purpose. So the theme of this weekend is going to be about activating you to your purpose, to your mission, and clearing out any blocks to actually living that. It's going to be an intimate container. I'll be here in San Diego and I've rented a really epic Airbnb. It's beautiful. We're going to do energy healing, activations, coaching, Q&A. It's a great chance to just be able to connect really deeply with like-minded people. And these retreats are so transformational. Like you will leave a different person. So we'll put the link for that in the description below in the show notes. And then the second in-person experience I have coming up is going to be at the end of April, April 28th two days, the 20th and 29th. And that will also be in San Diego. It will be a two day immersion. And we're going to deep dive workshop into identifying your intuitive gifts, learning how to work with them and get answers for yourself. So you don't have to depend on external sources. So we're going to talk about how to connect with the voice of your soul, how your intuitive gifts show up, how to work with your spirit guides, how to work with science and synchronicities, how to use different spiritual tools like pendulums and cards, all the fun stuff. This actually has been inspired by a lot of conversations I have with some of my friends who, you know, they see me living my life, doing my daily spiritual practice. And like, I want to know how you do that. You know, I just sit down and I pull my cards, my pendulum, I meditate, I tune in, I talk to the guides and I will just map out the next year of my life or my next business plan. And that's such an invaluable 
tool for everybody to have. So this is not about becoming a psychic to do psychic readings. This is for somebody who just wants to learn how to use these gifts for their daily life, for their regular career, whatever it is. Everybody's intuitive and your whole life turns into just pure synchronicity and magic when you actually learn how to connect with spirit. So I'll put the link for that experience in the show notes below as well. And you can come to both. You can come to just one or neither, whatever resonates for you. But I'm just really excited to have more in-person experiences to connect with you guys face to face. So I would love to see you there. Those are my two announcements to upcoming events that I'm super excited about. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with my dear friend, David Lyon. Did you know that 70 million Americans have chronic sleep issues and 50% of Americans deal with sleep deprivation? And you know how numbers work. That is probably an underestimate. You've probably dealt with it at some point in your life. And I know that I have dealt with a lot of sleep issues in the past and sleep has become a focus in my life more than ever before. One of my favorite brands of all time, Ned, recently released their new product, Shut Eye Chai, which might be my favorite sleep supplement of all time. It's a mellow super blend latte for sleep that combines adaptogens, aminos, functional mushrooms, and magnesium the best ingredients out there, all in a heavenly masala chai inspired spiced body. You know, cinnamon, clove, ginger, so good. It's setting you up for amazing sleep. Plus it has ingredients like chaga, reishi, and ashwagandha, which are so nourishing for the body overall. This is so incredible for calming your nervous system. It is huge for manifestation. I've talked about so many times. It's all natural. All of the ingredients are ethically sourced. It's made from functional botanicals, fungi, herbs, plants, minerals, roots, and spices. You know, quality is everything. And Ned is fully transparent. They share their third-party lab reports on their website. They share who farms their products and their whole extraction process. Also FYI, Shadai Chai does not contain CBD, caffeine, melatonin, or dairy. Not only does the product itself help me get a really deep restful night's sleep, like my REM is actually is actually going. I don't wake up in the middle of the night and I just feel so much clearer the next day because of it. The product itself is so incredible, but for me also just adding in this ritual before bed has been such a game changer because I realized how much I was just going, going, going and even my nighttime routine started to turn into like a to-do list and I didn't realize it. So I feel like I wasn't really slowing down until I got into bed. And this ritual has allowed me to really slow down, like take a breath, be really intentional, set some clear intentions before bed, ease into my evening routine. And that has done wonders for my nervous system and my overall sleep. I know for me, when my sleep isn't on point, I feel stressed out. I feel tired. My brain isn't working well, and I really can't do my job. My entire job is pretty much deep work. I have to be really focused and hold space for a lot of people. So I need to really be energized, clear-headed, and rested. Ned helps me do that and allows me to show up as my best version of myself and do all the things that I want to do, create all of the content I want to create. I cannot tell you how much Ned products have changed my life. So if you want to discover how Shut Eye Chai can also revolutionize your sleep and get 15% off, use the code Christina. Just go to helloned.com slash Christina or enter the code Christina at checkout. That's helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, and that will get you 15% off. Sweet dreams. Okay, so I had something on my mind I wanted to chat with you about right right off the bat. Surprise, cool. surprise. <laughs> uh, and I 
when we had talked about recording this, I already knew immediately that I wanted to bring this up. And then you had actually written a post about this, I think last week. Mm. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, great. It's in the field, which is wealth. Mm. I, and, and I talk about this like a lot on, on my show, but I haven't heard you chat about that a ton on your own platforms, you know, and I am just really curious. I mean, I feel like you can just take it where you want to go with it, but like, what has been your journey, uh, in terms of like your relationship with wealth and can we speak to, you know, in the spiritual community, a lot of people, you know, don't want to charge or there's judgment around, uh, certain investment points. Uh, and I feel like you're very embodied in your wealth consciousness and comfortable there, which is, I feel like, like for me, it's, it's hard for me to relate to people who don't see money that way, like as energy. Uh, and that's really nice for me, like that, that we vibe on that level. Um, so I would love to hear from you around that topic. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, you know, it's, it's funny because for the longest time, I, I didn't want to talk about money. I, I, I didn't like with my clients personally, when they would bring it up, sure. But I didn't want to talk about it on my social media, just because I didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want to be like, seem like I'm bragging. I didn't want to, you know, I, and I'm, I didn't want to come off as a money coach or anything like that. Cause that wasn't at all my intention, but you know, for so long, I kept getting encouraged. Like, no, you got to share this. Like the way you live with money is magical I like I haven't seen anyone else live that way and you know so I've I've very much discovered where wealth meets ease and it definitely was not always that way I used to have a lot of fear and resistance towards money um like I remember even telling myself when I was 24 that you know I'd rather be broken happy than working at a job and be miserable you know which is Sure, it's a level up from being miserable, but you don't, you could also be wealthy and happy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, and I guess just coming from where I came from, you know, I I didn't grow up rich or anything like that. I just had a lot of what people would call poverty consciousness. And I felt more comfortable charging for things that I was doing, like when I was doing entertainment and I was, you know, doing gigs. It felt like I was being paid for that character, right? I'm showing up doing a kind of work. But when it, but when it came to charging for my heart service and just my being, basically, and my voice, um, that's where it felt very uncomfortable for me because it felt like I was charging for me. And so it was a journey. Like I, like I said, I had a lot of resistance. Um, you know, I used to judge it as superficial and, you know, have, you know, wanting certain things as being materialistic, you know, all the things that people go through. And at the same time, I was curious because, of course, like, you know, we all say, like, I want to be a millionaire or I want to be a multimillionaire. But to say that and hold a resistance to wealth at the same time doesn't make sense, you know, and one of my greatest shifts came from there was actually two things so one i got introduced to someone um who was a coach who taught how to effortlessly un- enroll high-end clients that was his pitch and it was all about selling a 10k package and at the time i was charging i think 150 bucks for a session so the idea of 10k was just like 
I remember thinking like, what, what are people paying 10 K? What are you selling? That's 10 K. Like what, how does that make any sense? And so I bought into the program and I didn't have the money for it at the time. So I stretched myself. Uh, I think I had 2K to my name at the time. And what most blew me away was first and foremost, it was a pre-recorded program of a PowerPoint presentation. Like I didn't even see the dude's face. There was no level of intimacy whatsoever. It was just like a PowerPoint on how to do this effortless enrollment thing. And I looked at this and I'm like, this is 10K. And and it was great. It was great information. But my first instinct was, oh, I could do better than this. You know, if people are paying 10K for this. So it's kind of like there's that uh, saying, become the client you want to attract. Right. You know, so it's like by me investing 10K and seeing like, oh, this is what people are paying. Okay. Now I feel more comfortable creating something along those lines. That was my first step up. But I would say my biggest shift came when I was at an event by the same coach. Um, and it was like one of those events in San Diego with six figure light leader, light leaders and coaches and healers and stuff. And I was definitely the odd one out who wasn't making that kind of money. And there was something that happened at the event. I don't remember what it was, but there was a light bulb moment, light bulb moment that I had where I realized that my success was not just for me. And because I, I had never been able to get myself excited about making money. You know, I could be excited about purpose. I could be excited about service and stuff like that. But to do things for money, like to make a million bucks or 10,000 bucks, it didn't spark my spirit. But when I saw all these people in the room and how they were working, and then I realized, I'm like, wait a second. I'm someone who lives purely through excitement. I live purely through joy and through flow. So that means that by me becoming wildly successful on a financial level as well, I get to serve as an example that shows people that it's possible to do it through excitement. So my success isn't just for me, it serves everyone who, who doesn't think that they could do it through excitement and who think they have to do it for forcing through forcing and hard work. And so that was one of the biggest shifts for me because it, it allowed me to connect to purpose. I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna become wealthy as fuck because I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand as that example. And so that was a breaking point for me. Well, like that makes so much sense, you know, and I think just for, for the listeners as well, like I feel like healing our relationship with money is, is so important because it mirrors so many other relationships in our lives. And just to understand how we're feeling, like I, I think a lot of us feel from a young age, like let down by money in some way, like it's hard, it's hard to get, it's hard to make, it's, it's the reason why I can't do X, Y, Z, you know, it's, if you made money a person, you know, with a face, whoever it is, it would feel like a very difficult relationship. And now as an adult, it's like, now I'm dedicating my whole life to try and like work with you. And you've just been a pain in my ass, you know? So I think it's totally, it makes total sense to me when you look at it from that perspective, like why we have some ish with money and why we wouldn't be super excited, you know, to make, to actually make a lot of money, like the idea. Yes. But in action, it can feel like energetically, like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this, whatever, like for you, when you have let me down my whole life, you know, like that, that makes total sense. And I think just like realizing that at least for me was really helpful in shifting that relationship, you know, um, big time. But what I, what I want to ask you is like from that 
from what you just shared, what I think is really interesting is like, what is something worth? Mm. You know, when you're talking about this was 10K and it's it's slides and it's just the PowerPoint. And I think it's interesting how we all have these different judgments about what's worth more. And I know I, you, I'm sure you experience this too with different offerings. You have like different offerings I lay out differently. Sometimes I have slides. Sometimes I'm just chatting. Sometimes I have PDFs. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's just audio. Sometimes it's just video. And we'll have people, you know, send an emails like, well, why, why isn't there video here? Or why isn't there a worksheet or whatever? And I always think it's just so interesting how we all have our own ideas around like what makes something worth it. And for me, whenever I'm creating something, it's just like, however, I'm guided to create it. You know, sometimes the guidance is just audio because yep. the video is going to get in the way they just receive the audio. Sometimes it is video. Sometimes it's no, no worksheets. Cause we're not, you know, left braining this <laughs> we're receiving it. Um, so I'm curious for you, like how, how your perception of like what makes something valuable has evolved over time and, and how you go about like even pricing things now, what's your mindset there? Yeah, I think it, it, it depends who you're offering things to, mm-hmm. you know, there's, it's, it's almost like saying that worth is in the eye of the beholder, you know, there, cause there's that old parable, um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, there's a, there's a kid who asks his father, daddy, how much am I worth? And, and the father looks at the son and is like, and gives him a gemstone. And he's like, you know what? I want you to take this gemstone and go find out it's worth at the pawn shop. And so he goes to the pawn shop and he, and the kid asks the guy, he's like, how much would you give me for this? How much is it worth? And the guy's like, I'll give you $2. He says, okay. And then he takes a gemstone back home to the dad. And he's like, he said $2. He's like, okay, now perfect. Now take that same gemstone and go to the bazaar and goes to the bazaar. And then the same question, he's like, oh, I'll give you 20 bucks. And then comes back home. And then finally the dad's like, okay, now go to this crystal shop, you know, where they understand the value of these things. And he goes to the crystal shop and the guy's like, whoa, that's a super rare crystal. I'll give you 2000 bucks for it. You know, so it's, I just think it's such a great parable that depicts that worth is in the eye of the beholder and who you're speaking to. Mm-hmm. And that's very much how I approach pricing things as well, you know, cause I make it up. I it's, it's, there's no thought process. It's very intuitive. It's like, I just make up what's my highest excitement. You know, once I'm, when I'm in the, when I'm in the feeling of the wealth and the inspiration and the clarity. So basically the opposite of being in a lack state of like, man, how much am I going to charge for it? I don't know if people will pay. It's when I'm in the state of wealth and I'm feeling abundant, then I'll very clearly have the inspiration of how much I want to charge and who I want to offer it to, like who this is for. And so, you know, something that I'm offering to people who already have a platform and who are, you know, who've been doing the work for 10 plus years is going to be at a different price point than I'm offering someone who's just starting on their spiritual path and, or even personal growth path, abundance path, whatnot. It's like, I'm aware of whether I'm going to a pawn shop or the crystal shop. Yeah. No, I, I love that so much. And that's the thing. It's like, it is just like, we do make it up, (laughs) you know, that's like not a bad thing, but it's like, for me, it's just like, I just know the number. Yes. I just know it just comes through. Right. When you talk about wealth meets ease, like, what does that mean? Mm. So since I was young, and I think I may have talked about this on the last time I was on your podcast, I've never believed in hard work. 
And the reason is, you know, my mom's always raised me to do whatever makes me happy. And she's really encouraged happiness. And so since that was my attunement, since I was young, I used to watch my mom work three jobs. So she would work very hard and she would just barely make ends meet and she was unhappy. So in my brain as a kid, I'm like, okay, hard work does not equal happiness or money. So that's not the way, not the way to go. And so when I say where wealth meets ease, what I've discovered is, is finding where just where you're most excited about what you're doing, you know, where you're most lit up by what you're doing, you know, cause if you're, if you're doing something as a means to an end, if you're, you know, you know, this is where it can get so finicky because I know people who are living their passion, but they've turned their passion into work. And so they're doing something they're genuinely passionate about, but they're so overly focused on the strategy and what needs to be done that the thing that they love is now feeling like work. So it's not where wealth meets ease. It's where wealth meets stress and where wealth meets struggle. And so there's a, there is a certain practice where you can, where you get to cultivate that in the sense of, you know, for me, what that looks like is, okay, what's my highest excitement? Where am I being most lit up? Where's my inspirations taking me? How do I want to create this? How would this feel good for me? You know, I, I create a lot from feelings in the sense of, before I, I launched my most recent program, The Art of True Transformation, I asked myself, I'm like, how do I want this to feel? Because I didn't want to feel like I was tied into now another nine, nine month engagement where I'm like, okay, now nine months of my life, I'm doing this thing. I'm feeling committed to something. I didn't like that feeling. So I was like, I want to feel spacious. I want to feel free. I want to feel infinite. And I started to gather the frequencies and feelings of what I want to feel. And then from there, I let my inspiration show me how to structure my offering so that my ease can flow through and the wealth can just be magnetized to it, you know, through my actions. Hmm. Okay. I love that. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's really common, right? Turning it into work. Like that's like the classic entrepreneur path. I feel like, like people follow something because they're excited and they're lit up. I have this conversation a lot, um, especially in like the entrepreneurship community in San Diego uh, and a lot of people who build more like product brands, you know, and it's, uh, they all talk about this, like, you know, I just wanted to help people and I was so excited. And then like, it turned into this thing, yes. you know, uh, it turned into this thing and uh, it turned into, you know, everybody tugging on me and like, now I have all these employees and now I, you know, I, like we've got all these different legs of the company and like, it just spiraled out of control. Right. Um, do you have any insight for that person? Like if somebody's in, in the middle of that, yep. right. Like what can they start to just shift? What, what could be like one thing they could do right in the middle of it to start to like shift out of it and recreate, you know, what they do want to remember why you're doing it to begin with, you know, cause, and this is something I just spoke about the other day is, is to reflect on when was that moment where your passion became work? You know, because it, it happens very innocently. You know, we we love something. There's something that lights us up. And next thing we know, other people love it. And we're like, oh, you love it too? And then you innocently start to slip into turning it into work and like, oh, well, then maybe I should do this thing and then money and then get kind of get lost in the sauce and lose track 
of the original inspiration that started it all mm-hmm. when that literally is the roots of your business and where all this the spiritual flow the inspiration is and so you know a great and practical thing to do is you know if you're lost in that sauce one is just acknowledging that it's okay like there's no shame in that it's like okay yeah i got lost in the sauce and but yeah hold on why yeah why did i start this i just wanted to make people feel good you know i just wanted to light people up and the more you remind yourself of that the more you're just going to get reinvigorated with your own spirit you know of what i call the divine child I, i like to say the divine child is the god within but it's it's that you that came up with it to begin with and you're like yeah i like to make people feel good and i just want to do this and you're like you know what i'm not going to do things like this anymore let's change things up let's bring more fun into the business people need to shake up too cuz they're following my energetic lead and they've become more serious you know so let's let's throw a dance party at the company let's do something but you you just start to re um calibrate it to the true vibration it was always meant to be which naturally brings more ease and flow and then as a side effect makes it much more productive and efficient and so on yeah well okay so with this i want to get into the nuances around this because i'm curious your perspective yeah when we talk about like ease and flow and following alignment what's the line between like let's say somebody's following a path mm-hmm. and they hit like a bump mm-hmm. okay they hit a bump does that immediately mean because it's not easy here like i pivot you know or, or is how do i know when it's a bump that mm. would be good for me to you know maybe move through and work with and there's some wisdom or there's some good experience in there for me that's such a good question i make a distinction between ease and easy yeah right you know ease for me is the flow like the, you're you're being you're being called in a particular direction there's a sense of ease there cuz there's flow you know that doesn't necessarily mean it'll be easy for you to do it especially if you're coming up against your own insecurities and limiting beliefs and stuff yeah. and and so the way that i reflect on a situation like that where i know i was called into this thing and now my shit's coming up and it's not feeling easy well what i pay attention to is okay one do i still genuinely feel called in this direction genuinely like being really honest with myself not like well i need the money it's do i still genuinely feel called in this direction yes okay so that means that there is ease there that's my first marker point i'm like okay so that means that there is ease there where or how can i show up differently so that i can attune to the ease that's already there where can i be more joyful where can i let myself have more fun what's the most exciting way i can imagine doing this or perhaps i've been over focusing on the work and trying to get it done and actually what needs to happen is i need to step back for a second and go dance in my living room you know go kick it with the homies and remember me a little bit so that i can feel more of the joy that i already am and then click into those inspirations that's going to help me see the ease that's already there. Hmm. So that's kind of how i would dance with it. Yeah. For someone who is like in a 9 to 5, you know, or they're uh in a career where, you know, they have a boss, they got to go in to work, like i think a lot of this, you know, people will say, well that's easy when you, you know, work for yourself and you can go just like Yep. 
kick it with your friends. Um, what about for, for that person? Yeah. For, for that person as well. You know, I think for someone who's in the nine to five, of course it could be more challenging to find that path if you're not doing your own thing and where the possibility is, is first just becoming clear on what is it that you would really want to do. So, you know, and I think uh, Gary V talks a lot about this, you know, where let's say you're in a nine to five, but you know that, I don't know, you want to be making music. You want to be a music artist. Well, if you could take the time to actually choose that for yourself and actually be like, you know what? Yeah, I do want to make music. I do need to pay the bills at the moment, but I'm going to align with music. So I'm still going to prioritize music and do it on the weekends or, or whatever it is. If you could find something to align to that genuinely is your calling, then even your nine to five will feel that much more easeful because you're giving yourself something to be nourished by, so to speak. You're, um, you know, you're, so that way you're going to feel like, okay, well, now I'm making this money because part of this is going to go towards my studio time. Or eventually I'll get to the point where my music takes off and I won't need it. But you, it, it helps to align to something that does speak to your soul when you're in a situation like a nine to five. Otherwise, it'll seem impossible to find ease because, well, there is no ease there if you're not aligning to what your soul is desiring. Yeah, I will share related to that. Like I, I've thought about this where when I was in college and, you know, I had class, I had extracurriculars, I had clubs, I had three jobs. I, you know, had a lot going on, but then I also wanted to like build my own business. You know, I started podcasting and I was doing my health coaching business and I was, uh, selling beauty counter and I had all this other stuff. And like, I, um, was so lit up by it. Did you see the frequency? Just, I did. (laughs) (laughs) The screen goes black. Um, yeah. I, I was so excited about like my, you know, what I called my side hustle at the time that like everything else I was doing, doing during the day, I didn't even really like care. Like I was just having fun with it and it didn't have this intense like level of importance to it because exactly I felt like this is just like, this is stuff I'm just, I'm living. That's giving me, you know, I, I got to move through. I'm at this place in my life, but it's fueling me for all this other stuff that's actually fun and then you know what I mean it's like and then but the what was interesting was when the stuff that was fun then became my full-time thing then it got turned into work right right and that's and that's that's where that that innocent slip can happen sometimes too but exactly like you said is like once you found something to align to that really did light you up the other stuff became inconsequential it was just it was just a you know it was whatever to you because you you actually had a strong strong enough why you had a purpose now yeah you know and and sure wherever you slipped into your passion becoming to work that that happens but you can always just be like well why did i get into this and you'll start to remember yeah what what messages has if any Mm. has thoughts shared around like wealth I'm curious if you brought this to him. Yeah, actually, that's a great question. No one's ever or to asked yourself, me that. rather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no one's ever asked me this, so it's cool that you're you're asking. Um, what did he call this? So there was a time where, when I was channeling Thoth, a friend of mine asked Thoth spe- specifically about making money, and I'm trying to remember here, but it was something. 
the gold stream that's what it was he was talk he would talk about the gold stream and how the you know he's like if you want to manifest financial synchronicity that's how he, he labeled it um he's like one helpful method is the gold stream where he was he was saying something along the lines of how the energy of gold is what is what manifests as money in our physical reality and so when we work with the gold energy which i'll ground in in a second but when we work with the, the gold energy that's what allows us to attract financial synchronicities and the gold energy is what lights you up mm -hmm. right it's you know for me back in the day and because there's also i've also been shown a white energy which is another there's different energy. you know if you're if you're operating from a red energy you're operating out of survival you know so you're you're doing what what you think needs to be done to make money even if you hate your job so you're attracting that kind of vibrational money gold is you know for me at the time the example was when i was being a magician i was going out there and blowing people's mind and entertaining and just being my shine essentially the gold and so that attracted the gold to me and then as i evolved it became more of a a white stream so to speak uh the source stream because it's been it became more service-based where it wasn't so much just about financial synchronicity it was just i'm just here to serve i was pri prioritizing service above money so that changed the color of the stream so he he just kind of gave that as an analogy to pay attention in your imagination in your intuition what color energy you're investing in and acting from so that you could be aware of what's coming your way I love that so much. That's yeah. so good. That's so good. Uh, yeah, I was like just curious, you know, what does Thoth have to say about this? Yeah, Always. I'm so happy you asked that. <laughs> All right, friends, it is the month of love. This is why I love February because it's like, lovey Valentine's Day, all the fun stuff. And if you love your body at all and you want to show your body some love, then you will get on the Organifi train immediately. I am not joking. My body loves Organifi. Okay. It loves it. Like when I, if I don't have it, like I did that liver detox last month and I couldn't drink anything except water. And I was without my Organifi for nine days. I actually just felt like I was a shriveled up raisin. It was horrible. So if you want to show your body some love, these are my top two products. I feel bold saying this, it might change, but Organifi Green Juice and Organifi Harmony Oh my God, they are game changers. Organifi Green Juice is incredible. First thing in the morning gives you a nice, fresh boost of energy without the extra caffeine and has so many superfoods. There are 11 different superfoods in green juice that supports detoxification in the body. I feel so refreshed, so energized, so much less just like bogged down. It's such a beautiful way to start your morning. It's filled with amazing ingredients like moringa, ashwagandha, spirulina, chlorella. View that natural energy boost, balance out your stress hormones and support the natural detox processes in your body. I just put a scoop in some water and add a little bit of nut milk. It is delicious my second top favorite product has got to be harmony i just add it to hot water and it is like healthy hot chocolate if you like hot chocolate just get your hands on harmony but this is specifically designed to support healthy hormones which let's be honest i think most people could use some support there harmony is filled with ingredients like maca cacao chaste tree berry shatavari stinging nettle turmeric ginger cinnamon 
all that good stuff, packed with antioxidants and anti-inflammatory compounds, immune boosting, adaptogenic. If you feel like you are dealing with hormonal symptoms like acne, weight gain, fatigue, hair loss, low sex drive, Harmony is the most delicious way to support healthy hormones. And you know why I love Organifi products? Because they actually work and they taste delicious. Like I would want to drink these even if there weren't any health benefits. The thing is for us to actually get results from any of these adaptogens, functional mushrooms, herbs, we need to be consistent. And if it tastes bad, we're not going to be consistent. And Organifi makes it so easy for this to become a ritual in your everyday life. I drink Organifi every single day, like multiple times a day, and it truly has made the world of a difference in how I feel. So you can check out Organifi Harmony, Green Juice, and all of their other amazing products. Just head to Organifi.com CTC. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com CTC. My code CTC will get you 20% off. Let me ask you, what recently has been your highest excitement? love hmm. love in in a very unique way than i've ever meant it you know because i don't necessarily mean romance even though that's definitely included in the possibilities but you know it's kind of like i was sharing with you before we hit record i've been learning about this distinction between following your heart and opening your heart and this was reflected to me by a student of mine named Kate. Shout outs to Kate. And she, yeah, she reflected that to me. And she's like, yeah, you're very, very good at following your heart. And now you're at a juncture where you're going to be learning to open your heart even more. And I sat with that because I'm like, that's interesting. Because I, I consider myself to be a very open hearted person. And I could see how in comparison to my strength and following my heart, my following is way stronger. And so when I say love, I mean the experience that I'm having and starting to have more of through devoting to the opening even more so because I'm feeling a lot more connected to God than I ever, ever, ever have. And it just keeps amplifying and enriching. And, you know, God, source, whatever we want to use there, um, but it's like what people refer to as divine union is what I feel like I've been experiencing pretty much since I got to Austin over here in the sense of union with the divine. I feel so deeply in love with that connection and it's teaching me so much about how I really, I want to say like, I just, I just, the things I thought I knew, I didn't know. You know, I'm just, and I'm just seeing the light, so to speak. I'm like, okay, okay, this gets, it's, this gets to be more easy. This gets to be like that. You know, I'm, I'm learning to feel way more fulfilled as a being without a romantic partner. And if anything, I'm, I'm starting to feel better than I can imagine feeling even with somebody. And so I could only imagine once that reflection comes in through a partner but now the experience is like i don't feel like i need it but i'm curious and i'm excited for when that arri arrives which has allowed me to stay much more in my center and not get pulled by just any attraction that comes my way oh i love that and it reminds me of 
we had a conversation like a, a long time ago and it was after I had just finished channeling the next book I have coming out, which I mean, this was like, I don't know, May or something. Like it mm-hmm. was a while ago. I don't know if you remember this. We went to, we went to trilogy and I was telling you, I was like, you know, this just like really blew my mind open. Like it was a lot for me to process. I still haven't gone back and reread it. So I haven't like fully integrated it. Um, I need to soon, but you had, you're like, what? like, tell me the things, you know, like, tell me what, what was interesting for you. And I was like, I think I just, one of the pieces was just realizing, realizing how energetically like codependent Mm. most people are, you know, and where we're always looking for everything from other people, (laughs) even Mm -hmm. when we don't think we are, we often are. And that was really like the whole point of the, the whole book is about you know, what is divine love? And it's like, Mm. you are looking for your partner, your person, your friend. And it's not about any of that. It's about you. Everybody else is just a tool for you to get to know yourself as the divine, to connect with the divine. And if this relationship isn't bringing you closer to the divine through what it's mirroring for you, then it's, there's really no point. And you know what I mean? And I think for me, just seeing like, whoa, everybody's just a tool. And it really is kind of just all about me (laughs) Uh, was actually super liberating and like a game changer for me personally totally yeah totally and because it's it's the kind of thing that you can hear and be like okay i kind of get it mm-hmm. but it's not until you really start to experience it through devoting yourself to the path that you're like okay i actually didn't get it like i like yeah. i i had an idea but you know it's it's a very very enriching experience you know like i've been you know, here in Austin, I've been hanging with a friend of mine, Heather, um, activation vibration. And she is such a perfect mirror for me. Like we absolutely experienced a frequency of divine union with each other as brother and sister. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I think because there's no um, romantic or sexual energies between us, and it's really just this pure love frequency the the mirror that I get to see of myself through her and vice versa is so amazing. I've never experienced anything like it. Like every time we're together, I'm literally there just mind blown at how, not only how amazing she is, but just how m- amazing this is. Like our, our, our connection, you know, I, last time I was with her, I was just, at one point I took this deep exhale and I was like, I'm like, I don't, think I've ever been able to exhale like that ever with a woman where she just gets me in all the ways like where I speak from before I even speak from it and if I share something like it's it's so clearly and undistortedly understood between us that it's truly set a new standard for me of like okay yeah this or greater like now I'm experiencing it's like I've always known it was possible but now I'm experiencing it and living it on a consistent basis, uh, basis. And I'm like, this is everything like this. And, and I know it's a reflection of the divine union I've been embodying and vice versa. So it's like, I very much feel like when I'm with her, I'm with source. And we're just like, it's a magic beyond words. It really is. Oh, what you just said when you're with her, I'm with source. Yes. Oh, like that is it. That is it. You know, and what I think is important with, with all this is like, 
what you were saying around it's one thing to hear that and think, okay, I understand. It's another to actually like know it, experience it through, through aligning with that path. And what comes up there is like this fear of loneliness. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the, because you have to like, I don't even want to use the word like alone mm-hmm. or lonely because of connotations, but for the purposes of, of what I'm getting at, like you have to let yourself be alone for a second, you know, to actually give yourself a chance to like experience it. And so I would love, um, for you to speak on that a little bit, like, because I think a lot of people like that's, that's a trigger point. And I see it coming, uh, coming with clients all the time. Like what's underneath a lot of this. I don't want to shift. I don't want to move. I don't want to leave the situation that I know isn't serving me. It's like, I'm afraid to be alone. And we let that, that fear drive us, you know, in so many ways. Um, so how, how can someone start to recognize where that's showing up and like actually start to shift out of that? The, the loneliness? Yeah. That was the hard part for me. Mm-hmm. That was where my biggest fear was, was the fear of loneliness and feeling miserable when I was on my own, you know, because I was changing things or make, you know, because at the same time, there was both the misery aspect of just really not feeling good being with myself because I was so used to um, having having someone else with me that now in hindsight, I could see like in some ways innocently was using as a lifeline. It's like, be with me so I don't have to feel a certain way, which is codependence, right? And, you know, and I, I point to the innocence in it because it's scary. It could be, it could, it could feel like a lot, especially in, in the way we're um, grown in society and stuff like that, the way we're raised and stuff. And so the loneliness was a real hard part because it also came coupled with the challenge of really learning to deeply trust myself on a new level, to trust that these intuitions that I've been getting to move forward, that to trust that these callings that I can't explain logically were actually real. And that was, you know, for example, that was me, you know, being called to break up from my previous previous relationship and to and to trust that this was the calling, even though things seemed so perfect and my mind was going like, yeah, but yeah, but, you know, it was, I can now see looking back that those moments were deepening my relationship with my experience of God you know, because that's what the trust was. It was like, I had to trust in that unfolding that I'm being held in some way, shape or form, and that I'm not messing up my whole life, that I'm not making the biggest mistake of my whole life. That that was the fear that like, what if, you know, what if I'm wrong? And then I look back and she's moved on and or or whatever the case is. And so that was extremely scary and challenging. And the thing that most supported me with that was hands down community. You know, so in a sense, it wasn't about being alone per se. For me, it was about surrounding myself with the right people and placing myself in the right environments. You know, uh, a, a seed or a flower could have all the potential in the world, but if it's not in the right soil, if it's not in the right environment, it just won't continue to blossom. And that's what it was for me. It's like me staying at home alone in Montreal was not the vibe for me. But when I traveled to Turkey and I came out here to Austin and I was surrounded by community who I could vibe with, 
that's what helped me more than anything. So it wasn't so much about being alone in the in the way that it's kind of classically meant of like take time to yourself and just feel your pain and stuff like that. Like that did happen, but you also get to be supported by loved ones so that when you are alone, you love it more and you naturally love it more. And I got to the point where like some I'll have days sometimes or two, three days, I'm just home and I'm having so much fun, like being creative and dancing and of service that I don't realize it because I'm because it's fun. I enjoy it. So community is a very big thing, you know, so I think for people who might be struggling with that or going through that kind of tr transition, you know, whether it's going to a retreat where you'll find community or or anything, anything that will find community that will actually uplift you, not just community that you can bitch about your problems to, but who will actually uplift you. <laughs> I think a lot of people struggle to find that. Yeah, honestly, that's kind of yeah. why I mentioned a retreat, because I know yeah. it's a, I, I know it's a thing for people in, in finding community and and sure, you know, you could look at, um, you know, you could look at meetup groups and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, if you truly have a desire for community and you're like, you know, I really want soul family who will lift me up. If you actually give yourself to that desire, there will be an inspiration to match it. There will be an intuition to match it. You just have to actually act on that thing and it's going to plug you into the synchronicity. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is a great segue into just like, I don't even know, <laughs> like the way you live your life, like <laughs> the way you live your life, like the freedom frequency, uh, what that actually looks like, you know, because it's like, I'm just like, you know, where's David at? What's, what's he up to? What's going on? Like, even just, we talked about this, I think last time we, we, facetimed like i was like what is your like do you have a schedule like like what is it like what goes on you know like it's so interesting to me um and i know you had shared you're like yeah like people keep telling me that like i should talk more about just like how i live yeah um which is such a funny question but i i want you to speak about that a little bit more <laughs> like and uh have you always been like that always you always been like that it's yeah. just natural for you yeah, yeah, always, always, always. Again, because of my mom, you know, sure, I had my stages where I explored getting jobs and stuff like that, but it was very, very short lived. I couldn't keep a job usually for like more than a weekend or a week. I can't um, imagine you in a job. Yeah, except for Starbucks. I did enjoy working at Starbucks <laughs> for 11 months because it was fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've always been like this because my highest priority was happiness, mm -hmm. you know, and and I've exercised that. And it's 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 not even a thought anymore. It's it's part of my nature. And so, yeah, you know, like my, I don't really have routine. I don't really, you know, other, my only routine is excitement, you know? So I, I, I don't do very much, to be honest. Like I, sure, I, I see my clients and I'm constantly, constantly creating and serving, but I don't feel like I'm doing very much because I'm always having so much fun. You know, I believe, you know, life is a vacation. And I feel like the, the, the practical part that I'm wanting to communicate here is it really comes down to if you want to live a life of magic versus a life of struggle, it really comes down to your priorities, right? 
so if right now in this moment anyone who's listening took a second to be like okay wait what are my priorities are my priorities happiness and joy and feeling the best i could possibly feel or is it like no i got to make this money no i got to feed my kids no i got to xyz cuz if your priorities are that there's nothing wrong with it it's valid but if it has a heavy feeling attached to it that just means you're not doing it in the best way you could possibly do it or there there's another way available that will feel even better it's maybe a better way to say that you know because if you were to prioritize your joy and your highest excitement and your inspirations that's inclusive of your family and your bills whereas focusing on your family and your bills might not be inclusive of your joy and happiness right so this is where I, this is where i say sometimes you know magic is always inclusive of money but money isn't always inclusive of magic right true so it's helpful i'm also kind of feeling into the the field of your audience over here um what might be helpful is to first stop and ask yourself what are my priorities and why am i believing these are my priorities because it, it it feels like there's a certain level of get really really honest with yourself over here of what are your priorities really and once that's done and you reveal whatever then ask yourself well what would i love for my priorities to be right i would love for my priorities to be joy and my highest excitement and fun but my family no 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 stop at the but the second the but comes in you could acknowledge it but don't go to the but we we right now we're just imagining we're playing all right so it's stopping and going like yeah no i would love for it to be joy in my passions and my dreams i'm just not sure how to do that and that's okay you could not be sure how to do it and still be curious towards it at the same time i'm not sure how to do that hmm okay well let's see what i could find as opposed to yeah i don't know what to do how to do that so i'm going to stay over here two completely different approaches levels of responsibility so if you can get that far and get to the point of being curious about yes i would love to live in these ways i'd love to prioritize these things then the opportunity that's given is you have the opportunity right now to go okay you know what let me give myself a blank canvas on reality i don't know anything i know nothing i don't know what my desires are my directions are i want to give myself a blank canvas and all i do know is that i would like to prioritize my happiness my joy my abundance because i know that those things are the things that allow me to fill up my cup and give from the overflow those are the things that actually amplify my ability to be loving and caring and compassionate which my husband will love my wife will love my kids will love these are the things that allow me to be more inspired so therefore i'll be more productive right it's helpful to show us show ourselves that these are actually the most optimal states that we can be in you know you're more optimal when you're joyful than when you're miserable and so when you give yourself that blank canvas moment and you genuinely and wholeheartedly choose like no this is what i'm choosing it has to be 100% choice 99% is not 100% it has to be in a 100% choice then from that place once it's a wholehearted decision 
your inspirations are going to change. Your intuitions are going to change. The way you think is going to change. The way you behave is going to change. Because now you're looking from a different lens of reality. And you'll instantly have certain inspirations or intuitions show up that are just ready, waiting for you to act on them. And those things are like the, the brush strokes on your canvas of reality. You know, so you're you're allowing the colors to flow through you based on your priorities and through your actions, you're brushing inspiration, you're brushing intuition and joy. Simply doing that, this is where I go back to, you know, the formula or the framework of in every moment, there's a number of things you could choose to focus on. If you have this alignment and you simply choose to focus on the thing that has the highest degree of excitement, of fun, of joy, of inspiration, and you keep acting on that thing for its own sake. So you're not doing it for an outcome. You're not, okay, I'm going to act on this excitement because it's it's going to bring me this. No, you're doing it because it makes you feel good. You're doing it because it lights you up. And when it lights you up, you feel more like you. And when you feel more like you, you feel more inspired. And then you feel more clear. And then you feel more loving. And then you're more in flow. And things just start to happen. So if you start to do things in this way, it's a practice. Your life just becomes this ecstatic explosion of abundance and synchronicity, which is how I live my life with my every breath. And mm. that's what I call living magic. <laughs> wow. Mic drop. I love that so much. And I think like one of the big pieces there that I feel like is such an aha for people is when you said, what would I love my inspirations to be? Or what would I love my priorities to be? Yeah. Because I feel a lot of people think of priorities as I have to, you know, they, they are picking their priorities from things mm. that they've decided they have to do. So mm. they're only allowing themselves to choose from that list yep. rather than like, what would I like to do? You know? And it's funny because this is a side note, but I was like noticing it happening during that of people always ask me how I can just monologue for so long. And I'm like, well, I'm hearing your questions. Yep. Psychically, as I talk and I just keep answering that. And I was like watching you like hear the questions and answer them. Same. Um, I was like, I was feeling the field. I'm like, okay, they're there. Let me just yeah. speak to this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, let me just knock all, out all the questions. I don't even need Christina to ask me. Uh, but it, it in in pulling one of those questions, it brings me to something else that I I wanted to bring forward with you, which is around like this line between, or I don't want it's not really a line, but it's like, you know, the idea of living as love and from unconditional love and forgiveness, but then also like having boundaries with people, or I don't even know that I like that word, mm -hmm. but because where that's connected for me is like, people are going to be like, okay, well, I know this is my highest joy. This is what I would like my priority to be. And this is what my actions would be. And I can feel myself. I know I'm going to upset this person or that person, or this person needs this from me or blah, blah, blah. You know, and I think uh, it also kind of relates to what I originally like going into today. I was like, I am curious, you know, even with relationships, right? Like when um, we live as love, but then if there's a relationship where it's not healthy, mm -hmm. like how, how we still live as love and, and forgiveness and manage that. Yeah. I think this is where sometimes there's misunderstanding on what love means mm -hmm. you know from my perspective love is the only boundary you know I, I don't i don't believe in boundaries in the way that it's typically applied because usually it's 
a fear-based thing or it's a, it's a very rigid thing that just creates more separation where you know in the example so two things i like to make this distinction between the spirit and the heart you know your spirit is what calls you forth it's telling you that you need to go this direction or even let go of certain people you know that might be the spiritual calling but how you show up to that the way you do it with your heart matters you know what a lot of people will innocently do is while they're following their spiritual calling they'll ever so slightly be protecting their feelings or protecting their heart. Usually this is completely unconscious. They don't realize that they're doing this. And this is why they'll have experiences like, man, I, I know I my intention was good and I just spoke my truth as nicely as possible, but to them, they took it as harsh and insensitive and cold. If that's happening, it's because on a subtle level, you were protecting your feelings. So literally the warmth of your heart is getting cut off and they're not experiencing it from the way that you're meaning it and so the same is true when you're when you're following a certain calling yes follow the calling but if you but do it without protecting your heart without protecting your feelings you know because it might seem safer to be like okay i'm just going to get away from this person but they're going to feel like you're being cold you know so it's helpful to you know to be like well it's open-hearted it's like hey i'm feeling called to go in this direction and i'm scared and i just want to let you know that i'm going in this direction even though it's it's challenging for me and you know just th there's a certain warmth to that communication versus yeah this is just what i have to do it's my mission like i just i just i just have to go this way this is just what it is right there, there's there's a truth to that but there's more and that's why I said love is often misunderstood because love doesn't protect itself. You know, love is the most liberating thing. And if it's not liberating, it's not full love. So, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I feel like that conversation is so important. Like, I mean, it plays out in so many different ways, you know, I and but I just like that's the piece that I think um, we need more practice around, right? Like, like how do I like speak my truth or say like, you know, if it's not resonant for me and that's where a lot of people get stuck, which is why a lot of people will stay in situations they don't, don't want to be in or say yes to things they want to say no to because they, they feel like they don't know how to communicate it in that way. I, I talk to people about this all the time. I was just chatting with a girlfriend this morning about it. You know, like she, I was like, you keep, you don't want to be there. And you keep saying it. She's like, well, I don't want to be mean. And I'm like, <laughs> right. Like you don't want to be mean, but you get to be honest. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, I, and that's usually where the, the, the evolution takes place. It's like, yeah, no, I don't want you to be mean either. <laughs> and, I know you want to be honest, but the way you're looking to do it is in a more open-hearted way, because on some level you're sensing that the way you would have told your truth before would hurt them because you weren't aware that you are protecting your heart. And so that's where this whole mean thing is coming from. But now with this awareness that on some level you're protecting your heart, you'll recognize, oh no, I do want to be honest, but I actually want to be more honest in an open-hearted way, because then I won't be mean, being mean to them. I'll be being loving to them and loving to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's usually where that that ceiling gets hit with people when they're saying things like, I don't want to be mean. It's it's they're just not seeing the next stepping stone, the next evolutionary point. Yeah. Well, it's also not fully aligned with love if we're showing up to a situation we don't want to be in. Right. Right. Like you're probably feeling some frustration or resentment or, you know, that's not serving that person either. Um, But that felt like a full circle, like back to what you were saying earlier about this distinction with opening your heart, you know, because to hit that next level of, okay, I'm going to speak honestly and come from an open hearted place. I'm not going to protect my feelings, protect my heart. Um, Like that goes back to experiencing that, knowing that being able to communicate from an open-hearted place and like how that feels. Yes. Um, what, what would you say to somebody who feels like, I don't know how, like, what does that look like? Yeah. How do I do it? (laughs) I already got it. I was just waiting for you to get the words out. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's slow down here in in the 3d. It just telepathic podcast and just, yeah. Well, can you imagine we do a telepathic podcast? It's silent the whole time. (laughs) That'd be so funny. (laughs) That'd be so funny. Instead of closed captions, instead of closed captions, you have words. (laughs) Wait, that would be such a fun experiment. Like to do one, a podcast where it's like, I'm not even saying anything like verbally and you just answer yeah. Two to do an entire telepathic one where no one's saying anything and then publish it and see how much people pick up and, and see what kind of breakthroughs people yeah. get. I think people would actually have some profound aha moments when it's done genuinely. <laughs> we should totally do that. Yeah. That'd be so fun. <laughs> Little segue. Yeah. <laughs> so in terms of how to put into practice being more open-hearted, it's very, very simple. Speak the way the kid in you wants to speak. It, it's as simple as that. If you tune into your innocence, I always go back to innocence. If you turn into your, your inner child, it has a much more simple language and way of communicating that when you speak from that place, for the most part, it can't be attacked or defended against, you know, because it's there's that saying something along the lines of if the Buddha were to show up on the battlefield, everyone would lay down their weapons, you know, and, and what I hear and Heather actually gave an upgrade for that. She's like, yeah, it's, it's like if a child were to show up on the battlefield, everyone would drop their weapons and, and go to the child because the child would manifest a reality that requires no attack or defense, just like the Buddha. And so. Oftentimes we find ourselves trying to get find the perfect words or preempt what the person's going to say and how they're going to respond. And that's all coming from carefulness, which is coming from fear, which causes distortion. And so on some level, there's going to be a little bit of defense or a little bit of attack, a little bit of blame, a little bit of protection. But if you tune into what does your child want to express over here? You'll see how simple it is. It might just be like, this this just doesn't feel good to me. I don't like this. I I, I just I want to go in this direction. I'm sorry. You know, it's it's a that language. Your innocence is going to ping the other person's heart. It's going to resonate with their innocence and and offer them that liberation as well. You know, they may or may not like it, but they can't deny the truth of it. And that's magical. Truth is magical. Yes. <laughs> love is magical. <laughs> I I love that. Um, wow. Well, this has been 
filled with so many amazing insights. Uh, is there anything, any final things that you feel called to bring forward? Um, I would just say that, you know, I would just invite people to really have more fun with life, you know, and I say that because that's where you realize all these things from on your own. You know, you're getting these things right now through a podcast or maybe through books or whatnot, but where these perspectives come from is from your your innocence, from your divine child. So when you start to have more fun with life, you start to tune more into source. You deepen your connection with source inside your heart. So the wisdom is already there. You know, we're just reflecting to you what your higher self already knows in a way that you can receive it. But if you want to turn tune into this stuff for yourself without needing a million podcasts or book or whatnot, it's give yourself permission to have a little bit more fun with life. You know, let it lighten up. They say the quickest path to enlightenment is simply to lighten up. You know, so anywhere where you might be being overly serious with good reason, it's okay. Don't judge it. Acknowledge it. Be like, okay, I've been being a little bit of a hard ass here or overly focused over here. What would I really love, though? I'd love a bubble bath. I'd love a walk. You know, whatever that is, it's going to lighten you up and it's going to enlighten you. And the more you enlighten, you're going to tune into that wisdom for yourself, those intuitions, those inspirations. And you'll see for yourself very clearly the rest of the richness that we couldn't have even possibly communicated through words alone. It's right there for you. So mm. that would be my message. <laughs> hundred percent. I love that so much. Have more fun. Yes. Have more fun. <laughs> you go wrong with having more fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> this has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. You're welcome. You anytime. I you. love, I love it always. <laughs> uh, and can you just remind everybody where they can connect further with you? Sure. Yeah. You could connect with me on Instagram at davidlion.love. You could connect with me through my website, uh, livingmagic.life. I have a really cool membership platform on there now called Guided Growth. If, if I could talk, can I share yeah, about that? Yeah, please okay. do. Cool, yeah. Um, I have a new membership platform that was built off of the question, what if you never had to feel stuck again? What if you actually had the support you needed? And so it's called Guided Growth. It's there. It's practically free. You get one month free just so you could see for yourself that it actually helps you and that it's amazing. And then afterwards, it's 33 bucks a month. And, you know, I'll let you guys explore it from there, but I, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Cause it's, it's just, it's my heart's gift to you. So mm. that's, that's my share. What kind of, what kind of stuff is in there? Tell people. Yeah. So there's lots of stuff on uh, how to develop your spiritual gifts. If you're wanting to develop your intuition, your communication with spirit guides and have actual like practical methods, there's lots and lots in there. There's stuff to help you master your unique flow. You know, if you, what I call more essence, less effort, you know, so if you've been stressing, this will show you how to create and design your life from a place of ease, flow and excitement. There's stuff on wealth and creativity. There's stuff on relationships. There's stuff on psychic ability. There's literally over 350 channeled videos. And plus I go live in there and do live streams and bring on other, what I call ascending masters. We're definitely going to have Christina on there so that they could support you as well. So it's like a it's like a farmer's market for your soul. <laughs> Love that. Love that. That's great. You should put that on the website. Farmer's market for your soul. 
yeah. oh my gosh amazing amazing okay well everything you create is epic so thank you for thank that you. for that gift we'll put all of the links in the show notes so everybody can learn more and connect further with you if they haven't already but you're a fan fave so <laughs> thank so, you yeah, yeah thanks for having me on and uh yeah thank you for everyone who tuned in and who's listening thank you huge thank you to david for coming on the podcast and having such an epic conversation he's seriously the best you can find more from him at livingmagic.life on instagram at davidlion.love and on youtube david lion if you did enjoy this episode be sure to take a screenshot share it to social media tag me tag at christina the channel podcast tag david so that we can see that you are loving the episode and say a big thank you and repost you of course it always means the world to me when you guys take the time to share to social media to send the link to a friend or to leave a rating and a review on itunes it just takes a minute and it is huge in terms of supporting the show and helping us grow our community that's gonna be it for today's episode thank you again so much for tuning in i hope you have an amazing rest of your day and i will chat with you again next time